Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Nobody. Sergio Perez wins the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Well done, Sergio. Well done. Thank you for finishing that off for us. Great job. This is for you guys. Stop the car. Stop the car. Stop Stop the car. Stop the exit. On the show today, what the hell is going on with Mercedes right now? The driver power rankings plus much, much, much more. But first, we need to hand the mic over to a man. A man that has featured on the cover of Playgirl magazine over a hundred times. A man that once made love to a woman while defeating Bobby Fischer in chess. That man is David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Coming to you one day late because Uncle Cody had a few too many grown-up drinks last night. No Heineken 0.0, so to the Rosbergs for that one. Your ad didn't fucking work on me. But ladies and gentlemen, it is your main squeeze, a.k.a. the Cultipotamus. Back again with another banger. A banger so bangable. Kelly PK is looking in this direction to see if she could have a crack. But before she does, do you mind not stepping in that over there? Yeah, that's the one. It's just my fair, mate. When you come across it, just park it on up in there. As it is the Park It In My Fair Base show, the number one comedy F1 show, according to my mum, and she's never wrong. It's the Formula 1 show that talks all the news, discussion, opinions, results, predictions, love triangles, tyre battles, Mercedes cock-ups, and more. And what an episode we have for you today. Episode 45 already going along nicely, but if you've missed any of the previous ones, head over to parkingitinmyfairbay.com to catch up on all the shows there. And better yet, look at the podcast listening device right now. That's the one. You, 
you want it, don't you? Yeah, you need it. You want to tickle that subscribe and follow button ever so gently. Ooh, that's his stuff right there. Not too rough. And don't question whether or not you should get a mate involved because the more the merrier. Let's get a million downloads a day. Socials, <laughs> fuck yeah, we got them. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Parking in My Fair Bay. And the Patreon page is up and running there too. Link in the description below. But today, we're talking about everything. Like what's going on with Mercedes? Is it panic situations already there? The driver power rankings. And before you have your desserts, you have to eat your dinner. So sit back, grab a vino, close your eyes, drift away. As I bring you the news. News, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. That's right, it is the pimp news and... No, 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 whistle man, stop, just stop. No need to kick it today, all right? Because there's not much going on. What is it? Christian Horner and Toto don't like each other right now, kind of. Ferrari appoint Benedetto Vigna as the new CEO and Williams team principal Simon Roberts to leave Williams. Yeah, so um, not going to go into it. Uh, oh, and apparently the US are apparently happy to host two GPs. Well, of course they fucking are, you know? Okay, that's your news. Yeah, yeah, not not much is happening. So, Whistleman, don't do anything. Because we're going to jump straight into the first segment, and let's talk a bit about relationships. We've all got them. And this is how we, if we don't nurture our relationships, we start taking them for granted, and we don't respect one another. They start to break down. Like, I respect you guys, but I respect you a little more if you hit that subscribe and follow button. But it's the exact same in Formula One. When the people on the teams don't respect one another, things don't go their way, no one's feelings are acknowledged and the relationship starts to break down. Let's look at a relationship like an elevator or a lift for those in the UK. If it isn't being maintained over time naturally, the elevator will become weak and the cables supporting the elevator in the shaft will break, causing it to plummet down and kill everyone in this case killed the relationship the people on the elevator are the challenges and obstacles we face in a personal relationship it might be adding in a new cute co-worker into the situation working longer hours spending too much time at the pub spending too much money on clothes needing to travel into state for work not spending enough time together no communication right, these are the people piling into the elevator eventually if enough problems come up or one really big overweight problem comes on there's a capacity for a weight limit. The elevator cables snap, you plummet, and the relationship is over. If each of these problems start piling into the elevator, then it causes more tension, more strain, and if something isn't done about it, ultimately, the cables will break, and that's the end. There's no recovery, and it's over. Okay, well, let's look at Mercedes now. The relationship with Bottas, Hamilton, and Toto the cables have been so strong, so strong for years. One of the strongest. Hasn't seen any stress in that cable since Rosberg versus Hamilton in 2016. And even then, the team won, so there wasn't really any issue. Except they needed to keep Hamilton, the golden child, a bit happier. 
but now there are some passengers getting onto the lift. The strain is starting to show. Verstappen and the Red Bull are competitive this year. They developed a flexi wing. Perez is a good number two driver. Bottas can't drive in the wet competing with Russell and Imola. Their car has the wrong buttons on the steering wheel and Bottas cannot drive at all. George Russell is itching for that seat. It isn't competitive around slower corners. Monaco was a disaster. Their pit crew can't function properly. Baku was a disaster. New regulations are throwing them off. Christian Horner is talking smack. You no longer can use your DAS system. So you start adding all these things to the relationship and some of the pressure is put on. You start thinking to yourself, have we got the right team? Are we still on track to repeat as champions? Because right now, if one or two more people get in this elevator, it's going to come crashing down and Red Bull are going to be running away with the championship. Okay, so you've come to me with the problem. Now, how do we fix it? Is it a case of removing Bottas from the team and bringing in Russell or even uh, Stoffel Van Dorn? I was an advocate of if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. Dad won how many championships? Like seven championships in a row? So they didn't need to do anything. They haven't even really been pressured. But now they are behind in the championship, behind Red Bull, and Hamilton is behind Verstappen. This is unfamiliar for him. The relationship will be tested now. But is it all doom and gloom for Mercedes? Let's look ahead. Okay, we just had Monaco. We just had Baku. They didn't fare too well. But now we're off to France next week, a place where Lewis Hamilton has won the last two races. The only person to have won, won a race at that circuit in the last decade. Okay, all right. Well, that's just France. But what about after that? The Red Bull ring, surely. Mercedes have no success there. Well, the Styrian Grand Prix, well, they've only had one race at that GP and Lewis Hamilton won that. Okay, okay. But what about the Austrian circuit? It's the same circuit. It, it, surely Red Bull have dominated at the Austrian circuit. Well, the last winner was Valtteri Bottas. In fact, other than 2018 and 2019, when Max won there, Mercedes are the only other team to have won there since 2003. Mercedes are actually quite lucky when you think about it. Okay, with Lewis crashing out in Baku, Max also crashing out, he doesn't gain an advantage on the championship. That lead doesn't grow. And with the next few races coming up, Mercedes will be able to bounce back and probably take the lead in the championship. Not to mention the other luck they have. See, Red Bull's flexi wins, wings will be tested now in France this weekend. Singapore, a street circuit that Red Bull were tipped to dominate, has been removed from the calendar due to the Rona. And a second race is most likely added in Austin at the USGP, a track that Mercedes has won five out of the last six races there. So, before Mercedes implode, they need their fearless leader, Toto, to pull them all together for a counselling session. They need to talk about their feelings and make sure everyone is on the same page and everything will be alright. See, the problem with that, though, is that Toto Wolf is often the one airing their grievances in the press or over the team radio. So, so go online or even open the yellow pages. Get the best elevator repairman and maintenance man you can find and get them to look over everything that's going on. Because if things don't turn around, then it's disaster for Mercedes in 2021. But 
Now it's time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man! Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. And today's stat, we're going to be talking about consistency in Formula One. Remember last year I was harping on about how good Sergio Perez was? Like Lewis Hamilton as well. So Lewis Hamilton, only driver with Sergio Perez to be scoring points in every race. I was harping on about that all year last year. And what happened? Sergio Perez got rewarded. Red Bull put him in there. We're only at race six. We're six races into the season. There is only one driver left on the grid who has scored a point in every single race. It's not Hamilton. He crashed out. It's not Perez. Lando Norris, only driver to have scored a point in every single race. Hey, I see you, Bear. How's that for your stat of the week? Bada bada bee, ba ba bada bow. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, this pretty cool. Yeah. Ba ba da ba dee, ba 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 da bow. Oh, what a stat that was. Now we're going on to the driver power rankings. This is where we rank all the drivers 23 to 1 based on their driving, not the car itself, but based on how they're tracking along. And now we're six races in. We're a quarter, over a quarter of the way through the season. Things are starting to shape up. So we really need to pay attention to see who's climbing, who's falling, who's rising, who's dying on the driver power ranking. So let's begin with number 20 last place. You know him well. He's getting very familiar with that spot indeed. Nikita Mazepin, however, finished ahead of Hamilton in the last race. So uh, is Mazepin now the new GOAT? No, the answer is no, he definitely does suck. He's the worst driver we have had in some time. Cannot handle the car. You can't blame the car, not with his driving. If Schumacher's running rings around him, getting about over a minute ahead of him in Baku. Same car, same shitty car, got a minute ahead of him in Baku. So really, Mazepin, get your shit together. I know Daddy's bought the team. You're going to be around for years to come. Power rankings don't mean jack shit at Haas when Daddy has bought your seat. Number 19, Nicholas Latifi. Now, look, again, another Daddy's boy. And there's a theme here. If your dad owns the team, it doesn't necessarily make you a good driver just because you have that F1 seat. Nicholas Latifi at the back of the grid in the Williams. He's just not finding it. And because he's always going to be compared to George Russell, Mr. Saturday, he's just never going to have his comeuppance, you know? He's just always sitting back there, always chilling. Um, but we'll see what he can do if he turns it around. I doubt it will ever, ever happen. Next year, I think next year it's going to shake things up as well when the new regs come in and all the cars are going to be different and hopefully tighten the pack up. New spending as well. So, you know, maybe some of these daddy's boys aren't going to be loved upon if there's going to be spending caps. But anyway, I doubt that's the case. I reckon they all will be. Number 18, I hate to do it, Mick Schumacher. 
He's been actually racing pretty well. I've got to start giving him his dues. He needs to start climbing this ladder. He's actually, with what he's been given, that car is so horrendous. He, he deserves to, he just needs to get out of that seat. I understand the awkward position he's in when he's got to race against this absolute dickhead in Nikita Mazepin. But you can't really call him out or question any of his shit because your boss is his dad. You know, you're working with the boss's son. The boss's son is a knob. So, Schumacher, whatever you can do, get your ass out of that seat. Head over to Alfa Romeo. They're, they're traveling quite nicely. And eventually, of course, you're going to end up in Ferrari. We all know that. You're the golden child. Um, yeah, but at the moment, you're in 18th. And I don't think it's partly your fault. But anyway, moving on. Number 17, George Russell. He's been plummeting. I've had him. I think I had him early on in the season, up around 10, you know, but I, he struggled in Baku. He struggled in Monaco. He struggled in Portimao. He struggled in uh, Spain, Barcelona de Catalunya. He, he really has the last four weeks. Those first two weeks, Imola, when he was fighting in the top 10 against um, Bottas before taking them both out, and, of course, in Baku prior to that, uh, not Baku, Bahrain, he's been driving really well. I actually really like what he's been doing over there in that Williams car. And I was thinking, you know, all right, not only are they going to get their first points this year, they're going to get a first little couple of points. Russ is going to finish top 10 multiple times. But now it's back to that same Williams of old where they're struggling to keep up. They're struggling to do anything. And that's why you're sitting back at number 17. I hope you start climbing. Number 16, Kimi Rakinen, the Iceman cometh. Now, I really like what Alfa Romeo are doing here. They're actually doing a lot of um, solid driving. It is what hurts them most is the qualifying. But as soon as the race starts, they're pretty solid. They're right up there. They're putting that pressure on. And, and by putting that pressure on, I mean being consistent. You know, they're just drilling in those lap times, not causing any sort of havoc, not slipping back, not crashing. They're just going through it all, going through the motions. And that's why I've got Kimi there with teammate racing car, Jesus. In at number 15, Antonio Giovinazzi. Ambandanza. Antonio Giovinazzi, racing car, Jesus 15. Same thing again. I just like what he's been doing. He had that top uh, Q3 qualifying session in Monaco. He's just, he seems to be grasping it. They're, they're both just the same. If I could put them both at 15, I would. But um, yeah, these Alfa Romeos, they're going to be scoring some points this year. They're going to be scoring some points this year. Now, they're not going to be getting, you know, Probably more than 10 points, but they're going to be scoring some. So I really like what they're doing as well, and I hope that they keep improving as the season goes on. I, I'm, they're turning around. I was an advocate at the start of the year for getting rid of Jovanazzi. I was like, why have they held on to it? But they proved me wrong, and I like it. Number 14, Lance Stroll, the third of the Daddy's Boys. Lance Stroll there. Um, pretty solid. That Now... This car, the Alf Aston Martin, was taking so long to sort of come together. They got the low reg, uh, uh, the rake really helped that hurt them at the start of the year, them and Mercedes. But now they've bounced back. They're sort of learning to deal with it, learning to adjust to it. And all of a sudden, they start putting in these good lap times. Now, they're, all, they're not going to be up there fighting for the best of the rest uh, like they were last year. All right, They've definitely fallen off. But we've seen what they can do. Vettel in Baku loves it. And very unlucky for Lance Stroll too. I thought he actually had a pretty good weekend um, until that tyre just exploded um, and 
he was, he was clearly shaken up from it too, and you can't blame him at all. Crashing pit straight 200 miles an hour with a whole bunch of other cars going 200 miles an hour with tyres that, that could explode at any minute. Yeah, I'd be shitting myself too. But he actually had a pretty solid run. I like what he's doing. I think he's he's starting to find it. You know, he's, he's getting his groove. He's getting his groove. But speaking of improvements, number 13, Yuki Tsunoda, my little China doll. Oh, he's Japanese. That's very racist of me, but I could definitely go some Chinese for lunch. Anyway, uh, Yuki Tsunoda, fantastic move and w- a great weekend. Both uh, Alpha Tauris had an amazing weekend indeed. Tsunoda still... Why Why the talking back on the radio has got to stop now? At first it was cute and adorable. We're like, oh, look at the little man. He's swearing, using those big swear words. But now he's just insulting his race engineers, his team. And that's only going to... We're looking at the results here. You're not in a position where you can talk like that. You know? But much... Hey, credit where it's due. Huge weekend for AlphaTauri. Huge weekend for Sonoda. Way to turn it around. Now you've got to bring it to France. I don't think you're going to do it. I don't think Red Bull uh, sister teams are going to have any luck in France. And I reckon the Honda engine is going to struggle with the big, powerful Mercedes engine. But we'll see. Hopefully I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong there. Number 12, Esteban Ocon. The knock-on with Esteban Ocon. Um, Again, solid weekend. Not much. He's more sort of up there still because of what he's done previously rather than what he's... Uh, what he did on the weekend, but he had he had a good he's had a good run so far. I'm going to keep him in at number twelve. Not really much to say. Number eleven, Fernando Alonso. Excellent drive from him as well. How's that restart? I mean, the restart alone can get him probably top five, but I've got to have him in at number eleven because he hasn't had a great year so far. But top uh, that restart, what did he take like five places in the two laps or something? Excellent drive, Alonso. I think he got all the way up to P7. Have to double check. Obviously, I don't do my research. Great work, Fernando. Moving on to the top 10. Number 10, Valtteri Bottas. Oh, my Lord. What is going on? Monaco backwards. Uh, well, Monaco, sorry. Monaco's not your fault. Your team screwed you over. You're actually sitting P2. You're looking half decent there. But Baku? I mean, you didn't get the toe from Hamilton. You gave Hamilton the toe on qualifying. So who knows what would have happened before Red Flag stopped that session. But based on the race pace, it wouldn't have mattered. You could have been P1 and you'll still finish outside the 10. You were horrible. I don't know what's going on. You're going to have a lot more air, a lot more free space, a lot more runoff areas when we go to France. And the Jean-Luc Picard uh, circuit, uh, live long and prosper. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, you're sitting 10. Yeah, I mean, you were the reason why Hamilton and Mercedes have been so dominant is because you've been up there as well to help them, to either push Hamilton or to set the team up for different strategies. And right now, you're no good to anyone back there. And this is why I'm now switching sides. I'm, I'm on the fence. Do we keep you around? You know, it would now would not surprise me if Russell took your seat halfway through this year rather than at the end. Okay, moving on. Number nine, Danny Ricardo. Oh, I love you. But what are you doing to me? You're making it very, very hard for me to tell my friends that you're my favorite driver. Because what have you been doing? That car is half decent. 
Lando Norris has scored a point in every single race this year in that car. All right, so I guess all we can say is you're not used to it. I don't know, but please, please get it together. Otherwise, I can't keep putting it. I'm, this is that Australian bias right now. I've got your top 10. I've got your number nine right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm having to defend it. Number eight, Seb Vettel. He has really come together. Great drive in Monaco as well with the overtake, um, overcut on everyone, basically. And uh, same again in Baku. Just loves that circuit. Top four every time he's raced there. On the podium, P2. Well done, Seb Vettel. Uh, obviously, a few things had to go your way. Hamilton had to have a brain fart, hit some buttons, and a few tyres need to explode. Uh, but other than that, you did nothing wrong. It's not your problem, is it? Excellent drive, Seb Vettel. Feliz Navidad to you and your family. Well done. Number seven, Pierre Gasly. The Frenchman. Well, we're heading to France next, but he had a fantastic, fantastic Baku finishing, what was he, P3. Excellent drive. That Alfa I'm telling you, it, it's one of these, the sport is simple. You can either risk it to get the biscuit, all right? But there's a chance that you'll fuck up and you'll be at the back of the grid. Or if you just drive consistently under the radar, do your thing, you look good. I mean, we said that about the Alfa Romeos. They're not making any noise. You don't hear about Iceman and Racing Car Jesus, but they're doing their thing. Consistency is king, and Pierre Gasly, you just had a great weekend. Yeah, you had some uh, fastest sectors in um, free practice as well. You, you clearly had the pace. You loved the circuit. What a circuit that was back in Azerbaijan. But we'll see how you go in your hometown. Uh, by hometown, I mean home country. I actually got no idea where the hell he's from in France. Moving on, Carlos signs the smooth operator. Smooth operator, Carlos signs. He, I mean, I've got him up there. Probably doesn't deserve to be number six based on last weekend. Had an excellent Monaco. Had a great season so far, and that's what's sort of keeping him up there. Baku was okay. Uh, I mean, nothing special, but it wasn't anything bad. He locked up. He heard his race from that. I think he was sitting P5 or P6. And then um, when he went to the hard tyres, had the lock up, went off, was able to recover. But when he recovered, he was he was P16 or P15 and had to fight his way back. So, Carlos, uh, I'm going to still keep you six. Number five is your teammate, Charles Leclerc or Leclerc, however you pronounce it. I don't care. I've mixed it up every other time. Um, I'm going to keep you P5 on this list. Power rankings, top five, uh, Charles Leclerc. Well done. Excellent qualifying again. Red flag saved you once more. It's two weeks in a row. But I think that's it for the Ferraris. I hate to say it. I'm looking ahead. I'm trying to think what circuits in my head are going to suit them. I mean, maybe Japan... The Suzuka, uh, but other, I mean, I think they're gonna just. I think this is where McLaren overtake them and push past them if they haven't already. Actually, I can't remember the constructors' board, but Ferrari, you needed really these two weekends to separate yourself from the rest, and you haven't quite done it. You did a lot, but not enough. Uh, with um, Leclerc struggling in Monaco, not able to start the race, but setting the uh, fastest qualifying time. Able to do it again in Baku, but then as soon as the race started, then you had not only Hamilton, the two Red Bulls, just easily passed him. I think Gasly got him at the end. Vettel got him at the end. So, 
just start going backwards. But I'm going to still keep you at P5. You've had a great year so far. Number four, Sergio Perez. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Don't adjust the dial tone. You are on the right station here. Sergio Perez. Does Red Bull have a number two driver? What did he say at the start of the year? He only needs five races to get on top of that car. Not only that, he got on top of that car. He bent that car over and he took it to Pound Town because excellent driving. Race number six, P1, Sergio Feliz Navidad. Perez, well done, Checo. Numbers. And he's had a good year. Solid year. So hopefully this is a start because I reckon he, if he's up there with Max again, they're just going to put that pressure on Mercedes. And like I talked about, the elevator cables could come plummeting down if that too much pressure gets put on them. So number three, I've got to give it to Mr. Consistency for 2021, Lando Norris. Now, I know that's a bit funny. I'm, Mr. Consistency to me is someone that gets points every race. Only driver on the grid to get points every race is Lando Norris so far in 2021. But yes, yeah, some of his performance, I, I, you could argue, isn't consistent at all because we're expecting him to really be pushing up there. If you look at the head-to-head, in the qualifying, I mean, what is it, three to three against his teammate? You know, one of those I've put an asterisk on. But the qualifying head-to-head is three to three, and that's how we determine drivers is based on how well they're driving against their teammate. But he's getting points every race, putting McLaren in a beautiful position to be best of the rest. Um, so I really like what he's doing, and let's see how he goes in John Luke Picard's circuit, live long and prosper to boldly go where no man has gone. Before number two on the power ranking drivers list, who's it gonna be? Lewis Hamilton. I can't put your number one, buddy. All right, because you were ahead, you got overtaken a few times. Your Baku wasn't that impressive. You're hitting wrong buttons. You're flying off the track. Everything else this season, you've been really good. Monaco, not so much. But every other race, it's just the last two. You've been shot. You've been fucking shit ass. All right, but I'm keeping you up there because despite. How horrible the car was in Baku. You still drove it excellently. You were still up there. The Red Bulls, even the Ferraris, even the McLarens, even the Alpha Tauris, they, they were going quicker than you at most stages. But you were able to keep it up there because of that long straight, because of that first sector as well. Uh, I think you had fastest first sector for most of that race. Excellent work. Just yeah, keep your fingers off the button. So that leaves number one on the driver's power ranking for 2021 after six races. To be Maxi Boy, Max Verstappen, Max PK as I like to call him. Now, Max, I'm giving it to you because your Baku was flawless. You did nothing wrong. The only reason you didn't qualify on pole was because of the red flag. Yeah, because Tsunoda went into a wall, Carlos Sainz went off at the same time. Red flag, Q3, you didn't qualify on pole. You were looking good. Only reason you didn't qualify on pole in Monaco, Charles Leclerc decided to sabotage everyone. Okay? And what happened in Monaco? Nothing happened during the race, you dominated. Okay, what happened in Baku? Nothing happened during the race, you did nothing wrong. You had a 1.9 pit stop. Red Bull was flawless with that. Then what happened? Your tyre explodes. Not really in your control. Oh, but he ran over debris. Shut your mouth, he did not. Okay. I'm going to have to give you number one. I hope now you're driving with that confidence 
and that precision that you had the last two races. Last two race weekends, what was always the criticism of Max? You know, this year even Lewis Hamilton has said, Red Bull have the faster car, but we need to rely on them making mistakes to win. And you know what? It's worked. Mercedes were up there. But then Max goes, hold on a sec, hold on a sec. Are you saying if I just drive perfectly in my faster car and I don't go off, I've got a chance of winning this fucking race and a championship? I might just fucking do that then. That's right. And he speaks like that. And I bet you didn't know that. I bet you thought he had some Dutch accent. No, no, no. He talks a little bit like this, yeah? So Monaco, he dominated back here. He backed it up. Unfortunately, Pirelli thought, nah, fuck you. Let's make tyres that explode. And now we're going to head to Jean-Luc Picard's circuit in France and see what happens there. Live long and prosper to boldly go where no man has gone before. But they were your driver power rankings. Mazepin to Latifi, Schumacher, Russell, Raikkonen, Jovan, Nazi, Racing, Jesus, Lance Stroll, Sonoda, Ocon, Alonso, top 10, Bottas, Danny, Rick, Vettel, Gasly, Carlos, Sainz, Smooth Marina, Charles Leclerc, Sergio, Valiz, Navidad, Perez, Lando Norris, Lewis Hamilton, and Max Verstappen. Yeah, if you think I sing too much on this podcast, well, fight me. No, no, don't fight me. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, hungover and overweight. You, you don't want to fight me. So that's it. That was the driver's top 10. What do you guys think? Disagree? Agree? Hit me up on the socials at Parker in my firm, eh? Slide in those DMs. I'll have my... Arms wide open, ready to catch you. Make sure I uh, brace your fall. Look after you. Don't want you to hurt yourself. But yes, hit it up. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But hey, because I love you, because uh, you're a good looking bunch, I'm going to give you another treat. How about a second stat of the week? I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, stats time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Oh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Yeah, double trouble stat time. It's gonna be a nice, quick, short, sharp, shiny one. Mercedes, they've only scored just six points over the last two races. Monaco and Azerbaijan. It's the worst performance over two consecutive races since the end of 2012. Bottas failing to score in both. And Hamilton only scoring, what's that, P6 or something, or whatever he was in Monaco. P7 in Monaco. You know, how's that for you? Two times. He's a stat man. Oh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such really a good stat. stat. Such a right. such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I gave you everything. Your power ranking, a nice little chat about what's going on at Mercedes, double stat of the week, and this is how you repay me, by listening and making me cry because it's the end of another show. <laughs> Pull yourself together, man. We've got, a, we've got a week to go until we're heading to France. Valley, Frog Legs, Gizumbel Saint-Croix, 
So get excited. But make sure if you've missed any of the episodes, head over to parkinginmyfairbay.com to download them all there. Also, on your podcast listening app, make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss another one. 45 episodes done. Five away from the big fitty. But as always, my peeps, my lovelies, my lovely jubblies, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.